0: G'day listeners, this episode is proudly brought to you by our major sponsor, subshq.com.au Use code BENS15 at checkout to receive 15% off on your next purchase. What is going on, listeners? And welcome back to another episode of the Matter Mentality Podcast. We have not forgot about you. We are definitely trying to keep content rolling. If you're on the YouTube, which you should be, you can obviously see that uh, a lot is happening. We've got the room set up for posing practice and things like that. So, you know, we've got uh, a lot happening and we're trying to keep you guys in the loop with and updated with and and in the the flow with. Um, This episode, we are going to be diving into something a bit more, a bit heavier. Um, Something that's very very uh related relatable to me very um attached to me it's very very connected to me that i go through an experience and i'm assuming there's going to have a lot of people resonate with this as well uh, as well um and that is imposter syndrome so we are going to dive into a little bit about that so essentially what we're looking at here is we're going to try and talk about um, essentially we'll be looking at uh, kind of how I've experienced it, how it's affected me and kind of where we can go from there, how how I've used things to overcome it in the way I've perceived it and looked at it. And, and hopefully some of you guys can reson- resonate with it and uh, kind of take something away from your own problem solving and your own, your own experiences with it. As it's, again, I'm not diagnosing anyone. It's not a, it's not a solution uh, podcast. It's not me diagnosing anyone specifically, but it's providing some hopeful outlets of you know articulating the problems that you may be experiencing in ways you didn't know how to uh or exploring the feelings and sensations the problems that you've gone through that you might recognize in what i'm describing um so if we're looking at imposter syndrome essentially what we're saying is we're loosely defining it as the doubted or doubt of your abilities and the feelings of inadequacy and insecurity around your performances and your achievements or your ability to perform and achieve Um, essentially in a much simpler term is in the the realm or field that you're in, you doubt your ability to perform or achieve something within that space. And you question your own abilities and your your performance capabilities um, based on a whole list of intrinsic factors, uh, internalized insecurities, projections, and problems. Now, this can stem from a whole list of things, predominantly things like childhood, uh, relationships, uh, experiences, traumas, a whole multitude of factors come into play when we think about it and we talk about uh, imposter syndrome. Now me personally, the irony is that I experience this heavily uh, yet I'm having a podcast where I discuss the actual term by which that I am most held back by Um, putting myself in that position where I doubt I should even talk about it yet. I'm here to openly discuss and kind of go through why it's beneficial to explore it, understand it, know about it and how we can kind of use it. So for me, imposter syndrome has always been something that i've not it wasn't until recently you know i'd say recently like last four three or four or five years that i've really dove into it and explored it kind of looked at how i can use it but going back through my playing career my rugby league career my sports performance career imposter syndrome is always something that i experienced and that i that i noted that i found um i believe stemming from areas in childhood with such competitive and critical family. Um, brothers, especially where we all compel competed for the same sort of uh, sports and interests. Um, and it kind of, it kind of shunned me for a fair while. I was, uh, you know, a very common trait that I was taught was simply, um, you know, look the other way, avoid the situation, um, you know, remove yourself from the situation instead of confronting, instead of actually taking the problem head on. And this led to me shutting down a lot and kind of restraining myself and, and hiding away and starting to doubt the ability to confront situations and problems that were kind of uh, it, that were facing me, and i would I would look more at internalising and and shunning myself to get away from that situation as opposed to taking it head on. And from there, I started to really doubt my own abilities and the things I was capable of, because I was often told in the place of confronting the dragon, if you will, all the well, Peterson fans out there. I should walk away from it. I should avoid it. I should you know, be the be the bigger man and turn the turn the other cheek and all that typical jazz that comes from people being told to you know look the other way. And that from there kind of led to me, yeah, you know, that, that would start to apply in other areas of my life. That would start to apply to places that it shouldn't have like my sporting performances and things like that. I was in teams of really, really quality players and I would love to challenge myself and I was always take on roles and I would always push myself to be better, train harder, improve my fitness, improve my strength, improve my skills, my abilities, always work on a new kick or a new pass. And in my head, like that should be, that should be me boasting confidence and being confident in my abilities because I'm able to show that I can do these things and I know that I can do these things and I can perform these things well. But it would come to a point where I would start to doubt that I should be in the position, or I, I should—I would start to doubt that I should be where I am, or I should start—I would—I would doubt or question my abilities in the moment to perform, which would then lead to me shrinking and shrieking and kind of uh, hiding away on the field, on the in, the in the room, in the sport, in the performance that would not let me take the stage that I wanted and take control of the situation that I wanted, and it would start to internalize in me just how frustrated I would get that I know I could do these things and I wasn't doing them. And it sounds so simple and so petty and so so simple, uh, but it's it can be quite a debilitating thought process to to know what you're capable of doing and to know that you've, you've studied these things, you've trained these things, you've practiced these things, and still you find yourself doubting your ability to execute it. You start to doubt yourself that you should be in the situation you're in or that you have the right to that spot, that jersey number, that position, that location, that job title, it starts to really debilitate and sort of get control of you that you, you shouldn't be doing the things you are. You don't, you haven't earned them. You're not entitled to them. You have no right to them because, you know, everyone else around you has told you that you're a piece of shit or that you're a, you're a nobody, you're a loser. Um, you know, you're not very good. And that would come, you know, you playing high performance sports where, you know, the right to a position is earned through training, through results, through skill, through, uh, you know, off season practice, stuff like that. So, though I would put my absolute ass in the line to earn the positions. I know I was a kind of person that, you know, I wasn't given, I wasn't naturally talented per se, or didn't naturally just get really good at something. I earned every minute of playing time. I believe that I had regardless of the sport um, and that kind of chip on the shoulder mentality, I think kind of helped me grind through it, but it would get to a point where I know that I could be better. And I would look back in hindsight and reflection on the on the games. And there's even now, there's games that I can still think of 15 years later, 10 years later, 20 years later that I can think back to moments where I was like, why did I do that? Why couldn't I do this? It would have made much more sense to do this, back myself and put this kick here. And in that moment, that processing power of that split second decision is what cost me decisions. It cost me positions. It cost me tries. It cost me points. It cost me contracts. I would say, because I'm not making that split second decision that I should have been making that I know I could have made and taking that risk because I was doubting my ability to make that risk and, and pull that off. I was doubting my, my, my right to be there, my right to do that. And, you know, I'm going to cost this. If I do this, we're going to step out of, uh, out of line doing this. And that really held me back. It really held me back from achieving the things I wanted, knowing the things that I wanted to do and where I wanted to go. And you know, the big players take the big risks and sometimes it doesn't pan out. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it pulls off. Sometimes it doesn't. And being afraid to, to make those risks and take those, take those risks and make those calls limits your capacity to succeed. It limits your abilities to you know, risk versus reward. It limits your rewards. If you aren't capable of taking those risks because of fear or doubt that you shouldn't be there doing or that you should be doing it in the first place, you aren't in the ballpark of winning and getting the reward. So for me, that was a big factor that I had to address and understand after my car accident, especially I looked at life and looked at the things I wanted to do. And, and I didn't want to be that person anymore because I found You know, when I went to a new team, I went to a new city, and I went to a new location to to play footy and and get a job. I had a chance to build a new identity as a player and a person and kind of take on new challenges. And I took on those roles. I made those a lot more choices around kicks, plays, tackles, positions, being in locations at the right time, taking ownership of those things, um, putting my hand up for situations that I didn't even belong in or simply didn't know anyone yet. Like going to a new town and trying to earn your way into a spot that, you know, players have been there for their whole career their whole life and you're not known by anyone and all of a sudden you have that position it's, it's a very uh humbling situation and sometimes it can cause doubt so for me that was a big step to be able to do that and i was only 21 22 at the time and then obviously the car accident happened and that really shunned a lot of things um but after that i really looked at um i really looked at what it was i wanted when i when i when I looked at my interests and my hobbies and the things I was really passionate about, like, you know, like sport was something I always wanted to do and it was always, I was was good at, I was always interested in, but then there's also the other side of like, of, of study, of learning, of understanding things at a different perspective. I had an absolute love for fitness, performance, training, nutrition, um, mindsets, like these things that I was really, really, really passionate about. And obviously went into study. Obviously I'm studying psychology and behavioral science. That was obviously my, my route or passion interest that I went down. And even at the point where I started sharing content online on social medias and stuff to, to teach and and share these, these snippets of wisdom and information that it, I had to go to university to find and understand once I started sharing those, I, I was constantly berated with questions or doubts or um, you know, challenge my own self-worth, my own self-value, my self-knowledge, uh, critical reflection that would go too far and I would find myself like questioning, do I actually know what I'm talking about? Do I have the right to be talking about these things? Why am I talking about them? Why isn't someone else talking about them? If no one else is, why am I, um, you know, I'm, I'm new in this realm in this space in this, in this industry. Why would I be talking about this sort of stuff? How do I get to make these comments? And it it's again, a very detrimental perspective to have. If you can't grasp, if you can't can't contend with it, it can be very debilitating and anchoring in life. It can be something that's very hindering and limiting in how you progress and how you go forward and how you improve. So for me, the big thing was how do I contend with this? How do I deal with this and still learn to put these things out there and still challenge myself and still challenge my thought process and my beliefs without risking anxieties, fears, stresses, saying the wrong thing putting out too much information or risking you know, being wrong or, or getting in trouble. And I, I, I kind of realized that that's the best part is when you see that imposter syndrome and that challenge of your own self-belief with the right perspective and mindset, it actually shows that you are humble in what you know. It actually shows that you're willing to be like, you're the best possible person to talk on those things almost because you are willing to be wrong. You are willing to admit that you don't know. You're willing to challenge yourself that you could be wrong that you have doubt about what you know, you have doubt about what you're doing and yet you share it anyway and you progress anyway and you push forward with it. You're taking up the challenge of learning from a mistake. You're you're putting forward the risk of making a mistake and from that, then there's obviously the risk versus reward of learning. And to me, that was a big factor that I'm all about learning. If I'm simply trying to be the best possible coach, best possible psychologist, best possible student, bodybuilder that I can possibly be, and I know some things that people don't. I need to put them out there and share with people the knowledge that I didn't have, and potentially be either corrected or correct others, or engage in dialect and conversation, debate, discussion, share what I know so that the world ends up being a better position. And I think once you once you have that perspective that the reason why I'm doing this is bigger than the reason why I shouldn't, and bigger than myself, it starts to make sense of the syndrome of the the imposter syndrome and the limitations that it has and you can actually start to use it almost as fuel and as a weapon as a tool because it forces you to continually want to be better if you're constantly doubting yourself and not doing anything to improve it well then you just doubt yourself then you're just limited by the fact that you're doubting yourself Whereas for me, I took upon myself to look at the fact that I do think this way. I don't think I'm a good bodybuilder. I don't think I have a great physique. I don't think that I'm the smartest person. I don't think that I'm uh, an educated psychology student. I don't think these things. What I think is that I want to be, and I need to be, and I need to be better. And I need to continually get better and to continually progress in order to be better, which is why I set self-development KPIs, why I set uh, content KPIs. I sent sharing KPIs because I, I need to make sure that I'm consistently exposing myself. Because once I know it's on the checklist, I'll do it. And once I set the non-negotiable and I set that list out, I'm going to execute and and achieve these things. So for me, once it's there, I have to do it. If I have to do it, that means that I have to get better. I have to get better at it. I have to get better at my writing, my listening, my learning, my study, my physique, my training intensity, my training knowledge. You know, I've got 20 years of this game to go, but you know, to become a, a good bodybuilder. I can be doing this till I'm 50. Like I have every love of doing this until I'm 50 if I could. Um, you know, I have every intention of studying performance and, and improving people's performance and improving people's mindsets and running facilities and teaching seminars until the day I car it. Like this is something I'm absolutely certain about passionate that I'm passionately into. And I think knowing that with imposter syndrome allows me to continue to want to be the best I possibly can be because I don't think I am. So there'll never be a point where my ego and my, uh my, I want to say, I want to say ego and my arrogance Will allow me to stop. I don't have a. It's not so much a Dunning Kruger for me as I I know that I know nothing, and in that desire of knowing nothing, I want to know everything, and so I will study as much as I possibly can. I'll train as hard as I can. I'll try different techniques. I'll try different programs. I'll try different methods, in order to be the best I can possibly be. Because I know that that critical reflection, when used in the right context, is actually a tool and a weapon to make me keep wanting to be better, and that is, I think, the big difference in where imposter syndrome can actually be beneficial. Is that when I look internally and I look at what that does to me and I look at what it can actually trigger, it's not a it's not a crux, it's not a it's not a vice that I can use as an excuse or it's something like I hide behind and say, oh, I doubted myself so I couldn't do it. I used to, but with that that shift in perspective, I'm able to look at it and go, well, I I used to think these things and I got nowhere. And so if we map out if I, if we map out those failures, and those setbacks, if I got nowhere by doing nothing different and not changing those things, if I failed and fell short and didn't improve. Then what would be the what would be the benefit of continuing down that road? What if I change something and actually change the way I view this limitation, and attempt to be better in some way and make an improvement on it or utilize it as a tool? Surely that has to have some sort of different perspective or different outcome than simply doing nothing and continuing on the same path. And lo and behold, here we are. I'm now doing you know three or four uh, external courses every year uh, self-development courses. I'm now doing study in, in university. I'm now doing extra building my own courses, putting out my own content, putting out my own information that I believe is true, that I've backed by research that I've studied that I'm versed in to make sure that other people don't have to spend as long time as learning as I do, because I know what I know. And that continued challenge and self-doubt forces me to want to get better and force me to keep upskilling, educating, improving, learning, trial and error, get better at these things. So that if someone challenges me, if someone asks me a question, if someone pushes me, if someone, uh, backs up, backs me up and, and sort of, you know, doubts my ability or questions what I can do or questions something. It all just adds to what I'm already doing. It just sort of like allows me to prove my prove further the point that I've made or myself. And I think that's a, that's a powerful thing for me. As much as I'm an intrinsically motivated guy, I'm also a typical competitive male that just loves being challenged. And if you're going to call me out, I'm going to take the time to really dive into that conversation. I really like discussion and debate because I believe debate is one of the last true, bastions of conversation about learning and actually taking the time to explore both sides of a conversation and argument where nowadays it's just simply that you have to bend to the knee of the person who's most victimized and they're the right answer and you have to suck it up when we actually have controlled and structured debate and discussion back and forth with rebuttal and exploration we get to see both sides of a conversation and take away from what we can that we potentially didn't know as Peterson says, always listen to someone with the intention they know something you don't. And if we're willing to do that and we're willing to be challenged, willing, willing to challenge ourselves, we can only get better. And that to me is why I really actually enjoy, not so much enjoy, but I I, suck up that I have imposter syndrome because when, again, we look at victimhood and look at victimhood mentality, I don't look at it as, a, as, a, as a, a crux to hold me back. I look at it as a tool that I get to use and I can actually implement employ to get better and if i can use something to be like 1% better today than i was tomorrow than yesterday or uh, you know 5% better at the end of the year those are all progressions to me that i can use and that leads to me being a better person better coach better educator uh, better psychologist better student better bodybuilder all of that leads to me winning and winning is it i love the idea of winning at life winning at things you do winning each day so if taking that crux or taking that that what used to be a vice and turn it into a tool that's a win to me. And I am all for it. I don't, this is one of the biggest problems I have with people who thinks that every single traumatic experience they have or traumatic vice they have or problem they have needs to be removed or they, you know, it needs to be, you know, got to go, you have to see a psychologist to deal with this and get rid of it because it's doing X, Y, Z. Not always, not to the degree that people think if you're able to identify and intrinsically evaluate and explore the situation and the conversation and the problem, it may not actually be a problem. It may be that you're looking for a problem. Instead, it's actually a tool that you can use properly. And if you can weaponize the the thing that was holding you back, it can explode you to a better, to a higher level that you've never been to because you're able to utilize that tool, that, that weapon that was controlling you and you can control it. And now all of a sudden you have another tool in your belt. And that's kind of how I view imposter syndrome and how I find it to be beneficial because everyone has self-doubt. Everyone has their doubt of their own abilities, and you should doubt your own abilities. If you are someone who is not arrogant, you are someone who has, who is humble enough to recognize their own limitations and flaws. You should always be challenging yourself and seeing what you can be, how you can be better, how you can do more, how you can learn more, and know that you aren't the best you could possibly be. And that should be imposter syndrome to a T. Is you know, it's but it's when it's become debilitating and anchoring that you need to fix it and shift how you view it. But if you're able to see it as something that you can use as a tool and to to progress in life and force yourself to improve and get better so that, hey, I'm not going to have imposter syndrome about this ever again, because I'm going to know everything I can about that. or I'm going to be the best I can at this. That's a, that's a great thing. That's a good thing to have. It's a good perspective to have, because you're always going to have anxieties or doubts in life about certain things. You can't go through life egotistically arrogant about yourself, thinking that you are perfect and nothing's wrong. But if you're able to shift that perspective and utilize it, then it becomes a tool. And who doesn't need extra tools in their belt? There's always a, a new tool for a new, a new job there's always a, a new, a new weapon for a new fight. So to me, it seems like a, a no brainer there to use it in that sort of perspective. Um, right guys, that was kind of yeah, a bit of an exploration of me behind me and how I view imposter syndrome. Cause I, I think it's an important concept to explore for people and something that I have battled with myself and it's held me back in my past and like I refuse to be held back by in the future. And hopefully you guys take something away from this and either agree, disagree, challenge me, send me a message. Again, as we always say, I'm open to the conversation. So I just want you to explore thoughts and think a bit more critically and understand these concepts. So that's it for me, guys. Hope you all have a fantastic week and I'll chat to you again in the next episode.